Day 6. I'm probably more limited right now than at any time in my life. Certainly since I wrecked my knee in a collision with a goalkeeper in third year at university. But I can still do a lot and with help can get around. I'm in a lot more fortunate position than many people and some of those have no end in sight to all they cope with. Today I choose to give thanks for what I can do rather than bemoan what I cannot. And even if the calf on my right leg is going to be a bit puny at the end of all this, my right quad is going to be massive. Psalm 6 is a plea for mercy. It is a request that God's righteous anger and wrath will not result in rebuke and discipline. There is no attempt to alter God's response, just a petition that it will be ameliorated. Lord, do not rebuke me in your anger or discipline me in your wrath. Have mercy on me, Lord, for I am faint. Heal me, Lord, for my bones are in agony. My soul is in deep anguish. How long, Lord, how long? Turn, Lord, and deliver me. Save me because of your unfailing love. Among the dead, no one proclaims your name. Who praises you from the grave? I'm worn out from my groaning. All night long I flood my bed with weeping and drench my couch with tears. My eyes grow weak with sorrow. They fail because of all my foes. Away from me, all you who do evil. For the Lord has heard my weeping. The Lord has heard my cry for mercy. The Lord accepts my prayer. All my enemies will be overwhelmed with shame and anguish. They will turn back and suddenly be put to shame. This is the kind of post that if you made it on social media, people would send you private messages asking if you were okay. David approaches God with penitence and humility. Mercy is not avoiding judgment. It is receiving clemency or pardon. David prays that God will have mercy. His physical resources are depleted and he is in pain. He is faint and his bones are in agony. As I consider this, I have 17 pins attaching bones in my ankle and lower leg to an external fixator after having surgery six days ago. The past week, I've been more aware of my bones. I've been managing some pain and feel a little wiped out after every simple task. Bones being in agony is a description of deep pain. We sometimes talk of being chilled to the bone in the depth of winter when the wind cuts through us. Our bones make up the skeleton that is the scaffolding for the rest of our bodies. And when we have broken bones, our capacity to do almost anything is severely limited. It is not pleasant to experience deep trauma and pain. David prays for healing. Ultimately, all healing comes from God. But David's pain is more than physical. His soul is in anguish, deep anguish. He is feeling terror, anxiety and fear. This appears to stem from a sense of being under God's censure. The prayer here is for deliverance. David needs help to deal with what he is coping with internally, but he also needs his circumstances to change. 
How long will his current situation continue? Until the Lord saves him. How long will it be until God saves him? This is perhaps one of the biggest questions when we are suffering, physically, emotionally, spiritually or mentally. How much longer is this going on? In the case of my current circumstances, I know it will be for many weeks, but it does not deflect the reality of that question or dissipate the frustration of being stuck in circumstances that are less than ideal. David asks that God will turn and will save him because of God's great love. David doesn't want to die. He does not believe that God wants him to die. Suffering makes us face our own mortality in ways that can be disturbing. When everything is happy and going well, we're busy and happy. When we are forced to slow down or stop, we can be faced with some uncomfortable truths about ourselves and forced to reconsider where we stand before God. Pain can attune us to our deepest needs and elevate our hidden fears. David is worn out from groaning and is weeping through the night and the day so that both his bed and his couch are soaked with tears. Even his eyesight is deteriorating and he is unable to see clearly. The message captures David's mood well. Please God, no more yelling, no more trips to the woodshed. Treat me nice for a change. I'm so starved for affection. Can't you see I'm black and blue, beat up badly in bones and soul. God, how long will it take for you to let up? This is a great encouragement to me. This is someone the Bible describes as being someone after God's own heart. Here we see a leader chosen by God, a hero of the faith, a mighty warrior, and we hear him letting it all out through snot and tears. There is no quick fix, no snap out of it, no pull yourself together. This is real pain. But through the tears, David speaks a word of hope that God's enemy's influence over him will depart, that the Lord has heard his weeping, listened to his cry for mercy, and accepted his prayer. In a later song, David is going to sing, No one whose hope in you has ever been put to shame. This song ends not only with David's renewing hope in God, but also the conviction that his enemies will be overwhelmed with shame and will suddenly be put to shame. But all this is still a future hope. It is grounded in sure knowledge of the love and mercy of God and of his ultimate victory. But it is sung in anguish through tears, fears and frustrations. And this is faith.